whatever. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, yeah! Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Paddle, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I'm your host, and all my friends are here with me. Everybody say hi. Hi. Hey. Hello. That's my friends. Oh, I guess I have, we should, you know what? You guys introduce yourselves. I, I'm, I'm always the one doing all the talking. I feel like I'm, I'm stepping on your toes. Everybody introduce yourselves. Hey guys, my name is Ryan. I'm 18 years old and I like to party. <laughs> Woo. Don't hey tell my guys, dad my that. name is, my name is James. I make the drinks, but don't tell my stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Brennan and I don't have any parents. Woo! Independence. <laughs> Must be exciting for you. And yes, this is a podcast where we uh review all the decoms. We have another decom here for you. We're coming at you live from uh more quarantine. Yes, this is another quarantine episode. Hello, um, motherfuckers! Uh, hey. Whoa, oh, Hold, hold on, who was it? Hold on. Hold, on, hold on a second. That Wait. voice sounds familiar. <laughs> it's my ghost roommate. Oh, Wait. no. No. It is I, Jared Corwin. Oh, you fuck thought this. you could ban me? You thought you could kick me out of the studio? <laughs> I am God beyond studio. Uh, I am beyond you? the cloud. Who gave you this room like code? I found it on Omegle. I can't believe you fucking Zoom bombed us. During our podcast. It could be worse. I could just be turning into a meat spin situation. I just want to talk. I, I, I learned what movie you guys are watching. I watched it myself. And I orchestrated this for the past 15 years. You sound You're good, banned. too. How, yeah. How, and you purchased a mic. I, I had it already for my podcast about salami. It's called the Salam. It's called Ha Salam Alekum. You don't get to advertise on our podcast. You're not even allowed to be here. And I have, I think I should just kick you out. Can should you do that? Out, guys? What do you guys think? Yeah, I can. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Out. Hold on. I have to raise my hand because I'm voting yes. So hold on. I have to figure out how to raise my hand. Yeah, it's the wonderful thing about Zoom. <clears> you get all the all the teacher-student capabilities. Okay, Ryan's oh, raised Oh, shit. I think hand. I left the... No, I'm Joe. I'm here. Damn. Hasalam Alekum is brought to you by Casper. Sleep on this cloud. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this. I'm shit. I'm gonna have to edit okay. that part out. <laughs> okay, hold on, Jared. If we let you stay, are you gonna be on your best behavior? No. <laughs> oh, that's actually the correct answer. Um, are you going to? Give a movie a thumbs up just because of the experience of life or some other bullshit. No, I'm going to base my opinion on my enjoyment and uh, appreciation of the cinematic qualities. Jared, are okay. you are you going to read baseball stats to us? A field goal. No. Ooh, that's a strike too, uh, baby. All right. Yeah, you're you're on thin ice, so you better shut up now and let me do the rest of the introduction otherwise you're you're gone. And be nice to Brandon because he's the one who can boot you. Like, you know, you can shit on me that's all you true. want, but he yeah, can no, kick you out. In the middle of this quarantine, I've had a I've had one long case of the Mondays. Uh, my beard is my beard is long. My alcohol tolerance is through the roof, and I think I forgot how to look people in the eye. It's it's been a long, what 
10 weeks however long it's been and you had a positive antibody test so that's true i now know for sure that i i am the carrier i am the sickness (laughs) you guys ever think of like maybe humans are the virus oh dude shut up eco fascist Okay, I want to I want to introduce this movie. Uh we did Adventures in Babysitting. Uh it was the 100th Disney Channel original movie, which I think means something. I don't know. Hey, they did Speaking a- of 100, it has 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> yeah, it does. What? But how many people reviewed it? I, you know, a couple. It, it was me. I rated it 100. <laughs> hey, one out of one, baby. That's enough. <laughs> That's, that's politics. That's batting a thousand. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody if anybody here was watching the Disney Channel in 2016. They did a whole like week long marathon of every Disney Channel original movie from under wraps up until whatever one came before this one. I forget which one it was. It might have been Teen Beach. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, That's if you do the math, so many hours. Well, if you do the math, 100 times, what, what are all of these? Like an hour and, hour and a half long? That's 150 90. hours of DCOMs. Now, let me ask you guys, is there any way you would prefer to spend 150 hours other than watching Disney Channel original movies? In Abu Ghraib prison <laughs> as a prisoner. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be there for very long, would you? No. They say it, it takes you up to do something for 100,000 hours to master it. So you're one one hundred thousandth of a decom master if you watch all of them in a row that yeah that's that's actually true and uh you're well on your way we're definitely well on our way to being masters but i don't know if that's a good thing that's a bad anyway thing. Um, not. before we get into this movie we are called the tipsy panel for a reason and that reason is right here in my glass baby um we have alcohol we always do um especially now during quarantine uh, I'm, I'm avoiding the phrase now more than ever because I've heard it a thousand times in the last few weeks in and I want it to go away unprecedented forever. Unprecedented times. I hope everyone's staying safe and sane. Stay well. Uh, Thank you, James essential workers. James makes drinks. Uh, he couldn't make drinks for us because we're all in our respective uh, social isolation chambers. Uh, James, did you make a special drink tonight? Make... Define make um, uh, from your with body. Your hands, yeah. Mm, yes. Mm, Just made one. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm drinking is a beer. But um, ah. I have because I'm missing restaurants and bars so much. I've just been thinking about drinks that I've had and places that I like to go. And I think last week I, I made a, or the last time we recorded, I made a. Or I had a recipe for a, a martini from a place in Philly called Arbar. Uh, mm. This week, I remembered a daiquiri at Cafe Dante in New York City, which mm. has been voted, I think it was voted at some point one of the best bars in the world. Uh, but they basically make a daiquiri plus. And uh, the name is called the Psychic Rocket. And uh, the way you make a daiquiri <laughs> is two, two and a half ounces of light rum, ounce of lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of sugar syrup. And then I wanted to, the, the, their daiquiri plus has salt in it and they do something I'm not aware of, but I uh, wanted to add that perfect special ingredient that I searched so long for. So you're going to garnish this one with nori and you're going <laughs> to wow. throw some salt on the rim and then 
thinking about what goes with nori and, and Japanese stuff, uh, throw an ounce of watermelon juice in there. Shake it up mm. like a regular daiquiri. Enjoy that. That's a nice, tasty drink. Hold on. Um, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause everybody, and then I'm going to come back after I made the drink. All right. Okay. Mmm, damn, that's good. I think I'm I allergic like to nori. I feel because, very unwell. I like it because it looks like the red smoothie that bookends the beginning and end of this movie. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the tomato sauce that spills all over the stove, which was on for no reason. The, tom- the dessert tomato sauce. Ah, yes. <laughs> My drink My is called the Lady Marmalade, and it's full of dog hair. <laughs> oh right that actually topping topping something with nori does come up in this movie so let's get to the movie okay uh the uh any, anybody want to give a plot summary of the movie i have one but it's so much more fun for people to just ad lib it hey jared what was this movie about <laughs> would you believe it two unsuspecting ladies switch their phones and uh adventure in babysitting pursues yeah, uh, that's one of them pretty much it. Is a babysitter. I wouldn't believe it. The other one because... is not, but she wants 80 bucks to pay off a parking ticket. So <laughs> she uh, basically just pretends to be like a reference from the first girl who she doesn't know and, and takes the babysitting job. And the two families know each other, so they instantly get connected. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. It's, it's another just classic hijinks ensue movie with two uh, Disney stars, uh, Sabrina Carpenter, who is from Girl Meets World, and Sophia Carson, who is from Descendants. I don't think she did a Disney Channel show. I think it was Descendants and then this. Uh, and it seems pretty clear that at this time, 2016, they were pushing for her to be like their next Demi Lovato, but hopefully not on cocaine. She looks quite a bit like De- Demi Lovato. Yeah, she does. Um, and you know, she she's she's got like the 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 triple threat chops, I guess. You know, she sings, she dances, she acts. Um, the the songs in the movie, I guess, are sung by her and Sabrina Carpenter. I don't know. I hope the raps are rapped by her. Oh my god, I have a lot to say <laughs> so about that. This is this is the second movie in a row that the main plot device is a swapped phone. I thought yeah. it was hallucinating. Oh my god. That pissed me off. How many I was years like, apart? Not again. Yeah. What was um, what year was the other one? Stuck in the Suburbs. The last episode that we did was 2004 and this is 2016. So, as far as we know, they waited as as long as 12 years to do the swap phone again. Uh, but let's talk about how the swap phone works because this infuriated me. Whenever so Jenny swaps with Lola and Lola swaps with Jenny. They have each other's phones. Whenever Jenny or Lola gets a phone call from somebody that they would know, it comes up on their own phone as an unknown caller. I don't see why that would happen. Like if Zach is calling Jenny's phone, it should come up as Zach. But instead, it just comes up as unknown. Now, the You're only right. time that a name comes up on the phone is when it's a call from an unknown number. When um, one of the moms gets a call, no, when uh, Lola gets a call from one of the moms whose number she doesn't have in her phone, it comes up as the mother's name. Like that shouldn't happen. I, the, the, the whole thing is just very backwards and it confused me the whole time. Like I'm an adult. And I recognize that any child who has had smartphones their entire lives is going to pick up on that. That's called a plot device, my friend. I well, think it's I almost it. as if 
I think they it's important and choosed. I think chose. it's important to mention uh, the reason that set them all off on this wacky adventure is that they want to get an art scholarship from the guy in I Think You Should Leave who says, Tusma. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Italo Disco. Mr. Vasco. Says, he says, Perfetto Rosa. I do have to say he has the greatest like character introduction of any character I've seen in one of these movies where his assistant just comes up to both of them and says, shut up. Mr. Vasquez, Vasquez is having a moment and he just walks around and goes, ha ha, brilliant, or whatever he says. And that that was pretty great to just walk into the f- the atrium of a building and just scream things. I, he I says, enjoyed you that. are a photographer, very nice. You are a photographer, a very nice. Who the best? We find out. Uh. You'd think that, he, that Jared is exaggerating, but he is not. That's exactly what happens. It's worth watching was, just oh. for that man. He was also, the best character in the movie. None mm-hmm. of them are good photographers at all. Yeah, Lola. So, no. Oh, yeah. yeah she's very she's bad. bad. They keep freeze framing the photos that Lola takes. And she's like, oh, I'm an artist. Like, artists don't need college. Like, have you ever felt a creative experience? And then she'll take the photo. And it's just like a bad photo. It's not a very good photo. It's just a portrait that's centered. And that's all. Should we Everyone's define, the, looking at should we the, define the two girls a little bit more? Because they're clearly polar op- opposites. And I feel yes. like absolutely yeah and their uh, names are even polar opposites of one another we have jenny who's the square and lola who's the loose cannon basically like book smart and street smart yeah yeah yep that's that's perfect um but uh i i i guess this will come up more later but every every other than like the introductory scenes every single thing that jenny does does not lead me to believe that she is the quote responsible one. Everything she does is just like puts them deeper and deeper into the hole yes. that they end up in throughout this movie. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just total contradiction between what they say and what she does. Accurate. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed about this movie uh, is that right at the beginning, uh, it's got a more interesting shot than any Disney Channel movie that we've seen so far. Like every decom starts with just establishing shot of the house and it says a Disney Channel original movie. This one actually had a cold open, which is, you know, not really notable in normal cinema. But when, you know, everything they do is hastily made and poorly funded, at least it's interesting. <laughs> it, it grabbed my attention more than most of the things they do. The production values seem to be a little higher for this one than like others I've seen. Maybe it's because it's like a newer one. I haven't really seen too many newer ones, but probably because it was like the hundredth and like a remake of a pretty notable Disney film. Yes, agreed, yeah, but... Intruder. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. There's like tons of aerial shots of driving and the cities. Like that's not something you normally get in these movies. At most, you get like a, a camera shot of driving down a block because that's very easy to do. But these have overhead shots. They have They're like aerial motorcycle shots. shots. Yeah. Oh, they always talk about the city without ever mentioning yeah. where they could possibly be. I couldn't tell if they Who were 15 minutes away is. from the city or like an hour away from the city. Yeah, impossible um, to tell. Which city is it for a hun- um, for a hundred dollars to get your car back? Atlanta. Ooh. Oh, you know it's not Atlanta, my friend. Oh, you mean where it was shot or where it's actually supposed to be? I think those are the same. I don't know. Oh, um, is it Vancouver, British Columbia? 
Oh, you know it is Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a, another Canadian production. And you know what? Good good for them. I don't think I've ever appreciated how much Canada does for this podcast, but uh I think we need to acknowledge that uh the the wonderful our wonderful friends up in the Great White North are really the reason that this podcast can happen. Can we talk about all the distinguished personalities of the children? Okay, yeah, there's five of them. I don't know any of their names, and I don't there's, know which ones are related to which. All right, so well, there's, there's, there's two of them. Blinky. There's Allie, there's AJ, there's Tegan, there's Sarah, and... <laughs> and Miley Cyrus. And Gomez. <laughs> and, and what, what was the thing you said before, Jared? Finkeldew? Finkeldew's oh, yeah, Fink, a There's one. Finkeldew who wants to be a little chef, and he's trying to find the perfect <laughs> ingredient. He's He's got a big cupcake... Kid Junior Bake Off uh, steak the next day. So he's got to find Ryan. the perfect ingredient for his g- gummy worms in the microwave frosting, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Uh, Ryan, I know that you looked up uh, that little kid's uh, actor name, yes? Um... <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, man, you're no, no, going to no. love this. Are you is ready? It, is it Jet Jurgensmeyer? Oh, yeah, Jet Jurgensmeyer. Or Jurgensmeyer. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Jurgensmeyer sounds funnier. It does. I really like Jet Jurgensmeyer. Definitely Jet my favorite name from. That was a great uh, credits name. That was my number one. I had a few others here, but that's really the only standout. He's either 15 or 16. Uh, Rose or McGowan like is also in this movie in the form of uh, a 12 year old girl who wants to shave off her head. I mean, shave off her hair. <laughs> Yo, shave off her head. <laughs> Yo, I, I am not down with this movie's uh, anti-head shaving, anti-hair dyeing, anti-tattoo messages. Shaming teenagers for wanting those things. Hey, that's a way to express yourself. And to say that you can't do it because it's, you know, against the norm. Fuck that shit. I would have loved if she shaved her head. Yeah, but if she, went she dyed the- her hair green. Also, she it, it- had two different green hair. Throughout this movie, um, I know that wasn't a sentence, but first she she had green streaks, and then she just had green hair, like just a total change. Uh, you, you'd think that you know somebody would have caught that continuity, huh. but uh, and it washed right out. That. Didn't it wash out? Oh yeah, it also washed right out. So it was Halloween hair. I guess so. However, my wife, who has dyed her hair many times throughout her life, pointed out that a dye job like that would take a very long time, and it would not wash out like that. I di- yeah, I didn't think so. But yeah, it sorry went to night. ruin the uh, the immersion, guys, but it wasn't a a a, a real scenario. Uh, yeah, if if this makes the movie any worse for you, I apologize. I know we were all looking for realism in this Adventures in Babysitting 100 DCOM I think the biggest movie. realism was the fact that uh, the ticket to what seemed like the size of like a, a rec center auditorium uh, for this band, the Psychic Rockets, cost $100? Yeah. It's the big city. I mean, I've I've seen shows in, you know... Small ass venues where the band costs like sixty five, seventy dollars. So I guess that's not really out of the question. I did appreciate that we never heard Psychic Rockets Rockets because it's always a real like flaw of these movies that the band that everyone loves so much sucks. So True. we never hear the yeah. Psychic Rockets. So as far as we're concerned, they're great. I thought it yeah. was implied that the last 
uh, montage song was a psychic rocket song, but that might just be me. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just assumed that they were Imagine Dragons, and that was enough for me. Whoa, whoa. Hey, Imagine I've seen Imagine Dragons, Dragons at Barclays Center, third row. Really? Wow. wow. Yes. Did someone you enjoy gave, it? So, um, <laughs> someone gave me the tickets. <laughs> That's everything I need to know. Well, it's a good thing that you're all the way in Texas, and I'm here in New York, because you're probably still <gasps> radioactive. Oh, fuck. Oops. Can we say that on this? Um, that was how really about the, the bus driver? Movie. Let's Ooh, give it. Yeah, one-eyed bus driver. <laughs> Carl, a bus driver with an eye patch. His name is Carl. I'm a big fan. Is that was the, I? I I got to be honest. I didn't watch all of the original adventures in babysitting before this. Um, I I just watched select moments. I could only assume that that is a reference to the original because why would somebody have written that in? That's a good point. <laughs> I, I because didn't he's, think about that. Yeah, it's pretty charactery, know. you know. It's it's adventure. It's, it's a real theme of this movie that like everyone in the city is just a curmudgeon and they don't know how to treat children. They meet like five people like that between yeah. like police officers and bouncers and bus drivers and tow truck operators. Like they're all just so, they have such contempt for these kids. The city sucked their like passion out. They should move to the suburbs where everyone seems very happy. I wasn't really paying attention during the scene where they interacted with the bouncer, but he seemed to treat them all right, actually. Um, mm. and yeah, actually, but he's a terrible bouncer. He let a kid in because he said Jupiter's in Gatorade or whatever. Oh, yeah, it no. was a private gala, and they just let a bunch of kids in. So that was my favorite quote of the whole movie, I think, uh, when they're trying to convince the bouncer to get in, the little boy um, who wanted to go see Imagination Dragons. I forget what his name <laughs> is. But he says, oh, oh, I uh, actually know this one. His name's Trey. 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 Thank you. Trey. Cool. Um, Trey cool. Yeah, it's Trey cool of Green Day. So Trey talks his way into the gala by saying, dude, Jupiter's at opposition. Best time to observe it. And I guess it was <laughs> in the observatory. And so uh, Eugene, the bouncer, whose name I happen to remember, says, uh, yeah, OK, go on in. And then Trey goes, my mom's a scientist. <laughs> like yeah. smart thing followed by stupid thing. They were um, the reason why the parents were out was because they're just the Institute of Science was honoring the scientist mom with a science award (laughs) at the aquarium. The the weirdest thing (laughs) about that, she could have they could have just said, oh, my mom is the honoree. Can you let us in? Like that would have been a very normal and acceptable reason for them to get in without having to play him. And why didn't they bring the kids? Also, why did she uh, mention the Jupiter? Then this would be the best location to see it if it's an aquarium. It seems like that was like a moment that was ad lib. It was an aquarium. It, it was, was there was a crab outside. It was an oh, aquarium. A crab statue. Really? No, no, no. It was a space crab. Yeah, you that's know. Cancer, cancer the space crab. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jared, is that, space crab. Jared, is that what you thought it was an aquarium? I cause I oh, did they did they say planetarium? Like I could have sworn they times. said aquarium, and then it I was saw the never said. Oh, okay. Jared, did you watch the '87 version or the 2016 version? Oh, you know what? In the '87 version, it was famously an aquarium that the parents go to. But that's the, why they had but, to redo the movie. But it was '87, so the mom wasn't the scientist. The dad was the scientist because it was. Hey, 87. very important question, everyone. Did anybody look up like any scenes from Adventures in Babysitting the '87 version? Because oh boy, I got a treat for you. Just you. Oh, get ready for this then. There's an amazing scene 
where they're on the L train because the movie takes place in Chicago. And on once it's a totally empty train car on one side of them, uh, a gang in all black walks in. And on the other side, a gang in all red walks in. So they're right in the middle of a gang fight, which is about to break out. And the babysitter, the babysitter, who is Elizabeth Shue uh, <laughs> from ba- who plays Jenny in Back to the Future 2 and 3. Uh, she stands up and goes, hey, guys, could you wait to kill each other until we get off this train? That is a direct quote. And they don't. And they call her a bitch. And then Ooh. one of the whoever is like uh, the oldest kid, uh, whoever's like Trey Cool, uh, he stands up and goes, hey, you you better watch your mouth. So you know what the gangster does? He stabs the kid in the foot with his knife. He, so he had the knife and he bent all the way down to stab the kid in the foot or he had oh, like a no, knife on his no, shoe. He, he, he held it in his hand and just threw it down. It was bad. Oh, OK. But so that's like, not all. That's not all. Then he says to the kid, and I forget what the gang name is, but he says, don't fuck with gang name or whatever they were called. And then Elizabeth Shue grabs the knife, points it at him and says, don't fuck with the babysitter. And they all back off. That inspired the rap battle in this uh, wow. adaptation. Guys, why did well, I watch? Why didn't we watch that movie? Why did well, we I watch grew up in movie? the wrong decade. It wasn't yeah, a we are of Le Wrong Generation. Love The Who, love Led Zeppelin. What am I doing here? I don't belong here. Yeah. However, though, uh, Jared, to your point, um, the rap battle in this movie is a direct homage to the Babysitter's Blues song in the original movie. It's the exact same scene. They accidentally walk on a stage. Um... However, it's a like a blues bar uh, and the guy says, you walk in, you're on stage, you got to sing the blues. So they do literally the exact same thing, except instead of a rap battle, it is the blues. Sounds really fucking cool. I might watch the 87 version right after this. You, you honestly should. On. From those like five minutes that I saw of the movie, it was certainly better than, uh, you know, this, this. one. The, the logic of stages bothered me in this movie because it seemed like like anyone could go on a stage. Like they were able to go on the stage during the rap battle. <laughs> and then uh, Jenny and her love interest, Zach, were able to go on the stage after the psychic rockets played. Like no one's going to stop you from going on a stage in this world. Just walk on the stage. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, let's let, let's be real. If you really wanted to, if there's not the security around, you could just get on a stage. You could just pretend you are security. I went to an Alexis on Fire show in 2006 at the Old Knitting Factory in Manhattan, and I definitely made it on stage at one point. Okay, Grandpa, Um, I'm going to cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Back in my day, when you saw Screamo Band, you could get on stage. As soon as you Uh, said I saw an Alexis on Fire concert, my eyes glazed over. Well, excuse me. I'm sorry I don't listen to sophisticated punk rock like Fucked Up. (laughs) i'm gonna leave now hey you know what i really liked this was a good joke in the movie um when lola heard the name of fur elise but instead she called it furry lisa i did like that i like lola who's like the alternative art chick falls for a traditionally handsome idiot cop yeah (laughs) a 15 year old Mm -hmm. cop with bleach blonde hair who looked like rob lowe (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he might be 15 year olds, but like she's certainly a teenager. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, he's she, probably in his mid-20s. This is a very pro-establishment film. Oh, yeah. so every Disney Channel movie is a pro-establishment film. Disney Channel is the establishment, and don't you forget it. You know um, what I will say, though? This film didn't paint cops in the most, uh, you know, positive light because, you know, the parents go to the precinct to try to find their kids, and the cops just don't give a shit. The cops openly mock them. Meanwhile, that is really funny. There were kids there earlier in the night, and none of the cops could be bothered to say, oh, there were some kids here earlier. Yeah, I think it's pretty notable when a bunch of kids come in to take, you know, to pull another kid out of jail. But uh, yeah, they were just like, nope, haven't seen him. I really liked where Lola made a jerking off reference to the seven year old. Oh, my God. Okay, so I let's let's unpack that because I did have a lot to say about that. So the line that Jared is referencing for any of you out there who didn't watch the movie, um, if you didn't, I'm not going to tell you to watch it. I'm not your dad, but. They're all in the car, and one of the kids says something about how she's seven. Does anybody remember the setup? Maybe somebody could explain it better than me. I think it was like something about painting her nails or something oh, with her hands. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, and my she God. Said, and, and Lola asks her, how old are you? And she says, seven. So Lola says, you know what I was doing with my hands when I was seven? Oh and then Jenny God. cuts her off. Now, I was thinking about this because... I, I feel like that's supposed to be one of those jokes where, like, adults and kids interpret it differently. Like, the adults obviously go right to... Our minds are in the gutter, so we go straight to the sexualization. But I'm wondering, what could a child possibly interpret that as? Finger paints. That's exactly what I was going to say. But, but Instead that's of not, finger taints. But, but then, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah, sure, that's it. Um, I, I got nothing else to say there. That's See, that's a, a solid conclusion. Finger paints I, or stealing? Stealing. Oh, a okay, okay. I would have thought like um the middle finger, I guess, because I mm. guess kids know what that is. But also now that the internet exists, a seven-year-old knows everything there is to know like you you literally cannot prevent a child from being on the internet so they're gonna know can i ask a question to you disney tipsy specialists why not how many yeah that's, of that's these... my title that's 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 my degree from college how many of these movies involve just two bumbling felons just chasing the kids around i feel like that's like a th- like half not of enough. every single movie not enough huh all right, well, uh, let's let's break this down. Um, that what was that one that we watched um, with the 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 book author? Uh, yeah, Trip Emily Zoom. Oh, Dad Naps. Yeah, you Dad-napped. you watched that with us, Jack. I did. That's when I got officially banned. Yep. Yeah, ex- yeah, and I'm still salty about it. Um, so there was Dad Naps. Um, there's uh, oh, uh, Luck of the Irish. The first one we did. It's just a band of hooligans like chasing after kids. Mm-hmm. I guess they're leprechauns, but leprechauns are hooligans, right? Yeah. Um, That's racist, else? but continue. <laughs> Leprechauns it's okay. like to... I'm, I'm a quarter Irish. I can say it. They like to cause a ruckus. Yeah. Go- um, gone are the definitely... days. Gone are the days. Oh, yes, very good yep. points. Group um, of thugs. I don't even. I don't even remember who the the antagonists of that movie are. I remember that there was like you know it's... a conflict over a murder. But do we it's see the, mob. the the villains? Yeah, it is the mob. Uh, they're the yeah, Delgados, remember? Papa Delgado and Frank. Oh, Papa Delgado. Yeah. He replaced okay, Papa um, John after he went nuts. 
I'm just scrolling through all of our episodes to see which ones fall in that category. A full court miracle, definitely. No, not full court miracle. Uh, Ultimate Christmas present uh, definitely falls in that category. Yep. But the bumbling yep. elves are elves, so there's that. It's just a home um, alone. It's all just a home alone trope, you know. Like like every yeah. every two bumbling uh, like henchmen types chasing kids, they're just inspired by the home alone villains. I thought the yeah. same thing. Yeah, that's a very um, good point. But I really. I, I was really fascinated by the stakes uh, and the motives for uh, these two villains who were chasing them around because they bought an exotic spray painted ferret. Oh, the sapphire ferret. <laughs> the sapphire ferret spray painted purple. I, I do think that, that that's a ferret. fun like inversion of the typical like, oh, it's supposed to be a jewel that they stole. No, this is a live animal. And the sapphire ferret. That poor animal. It's aggressive, first of all, to the kids, mm -hmm. and then it just runs amok. And it's like Jared said, it is clearly spray painted with like a skunk stripe down its back. Like mm -hmm. they just they painted that poor thing. I felt so bad for the ferret. Yeah. I, I will say though, what I thought was funny, um, being that we're all in separate places, we're trying to have the movie playing at the same time through Zoom, but it's uh, low quality. Um, when I saw the ferret go across the screen before, the little uh, fine movements of the feet didn't show up, and so it just looked like it was a gliding ferret. And <laughs> that was really, really amusing. It's a hot ferret. You are you telling me you don't always watch your movies in four per frames per second? No, but I do try to watch them at double speed whenever I can, but this one I couldn't find at double speed. Yeah. Regrettably. <laughs> How did it feel to watch the entire 94 minutes of this movie? Long. Oh, I'm sure. Felt very long. Oh, here's a fun uh, decom trope related to the bumbling antagonist. Um, the bad guys get covered in something sticky slash slimy slash gross. Uh, I think that has to be a, a standard. If, yeah, if you have a, an antagonist in the movie, they have to get covered in something sticky or slimy or gross. Yeah. If they I were to tell you, mud puddle. Mm -hmm. all right, you're a Disney executive, and I'm pitching my decom to you. And I say, the bad guy's name is Tiny. What do you think the body type of this character is? Oh, hold Huge. on. Oh, he's Huge. a big old guy. He's a chunky boy. And his, co tiny, also, all right. his cohort other, was just a swordsman. The scalper is just a skinny man, kind of like a John Malkovich character just <laughs> swinging a samurai sword. He looks like like cut rate Willem Dafoe. You like know, they <laughs> definitely couldn't get Willem Dafoe. They don't just this. call him the and scalper he because he sells uh, tickets uh, off he official also, yes, networks. Yes, he is also a skinhead. Yeah, he's also he's yeah he scalps the heads off of people with the swords. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't they don't mention it directly, but but uh, you you know it. I killed yeah, your I dog. With my swords, <laughs> they said a very anti-scalping message. Uh, Lola, Lola tries to scalp tickets. Their their car gets towed, which is like yep. one of the main reasons. Yeah. They're basically trying to find a hundred dollars. Is like the majority that, that, of yeah. what the plot of this <laughs> the whole movie, movie is. Hold on, wait. So let's let's talk about why they get in this situation because it's they want to establish that it's Lola's fault because she's irresponsible, but it's definitely not her fault at all. So Jenny clearly states two rules of babysitting rule number one uh never take your eyes off the kids rule number two no child is left behind now 
Bef- now, first of all, those are the same rule. Like, I, it's it's absolutely <laughs> the same rule. She did not need two rules for that. That's kind and of obvious. Second of all, George Bush had the rule no child left behind. So yes, he did. It's so a little she's redundant. Just stealing from I wrote me. in my notes that Jenny's a Romney Republican. Uh, that's, <laughs> we, 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 I, I wish we had time to unpack all that. But Jenny breaks those rules constantly. She is never watching all of the kids because every scene, one of them trails off and goes somewhere. And she definitely goes off to do things without all of the kids there with her because that's how all of the hijinks ensue. Like I, I, it just bothers me that they're framing her as, you know, the, the, the responsible one, the experienced one, when she's making all of these mistakes and Lola is the one who bails her out. It's true. Lola, Lola is, I don't know. She's just like all chaos, but it all just winds up working out. Jenny just tries to control everything. And by doing so, it all goes to shit. Wow. It's almost like you need both of them. Huh. It takes two. <gasps> they sneak in. Whoa. They run away from the uh, pursuers into a, a, what seems to be an a, abandoned textile factory that only makes, uh, parasailing suits <laughs> like just, that's just what dirty the, ones yeah it's just dirty parasailing factory. suits or f- maybe firemen's outfits kind of I, I don't know what this these are all pre-worn i i think they it's come just out like, of the factory i think dirty. they just all have the name tag al and it's all just for construction oh. also at one point when they try to get away from the the bad guys they're like, oh, I have an idea because it's like, you know, the conveyor belt of the suits going by. So like, let's get in the suits that are on the the mechanic rack that's like going through the factory. <laughs> but how do they get in there in the first place? Why do they think that was a good idea? It's it's, it's uh, very whoa, silly. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't ask how they did it. They did it. It is it is a movie, Jared. You don't ask. You don't ask how no one oh. noticed the iceberg in the Titanic. I know how wait, they did it. They didn't. Oh, wait, I know how this they did it. I know how they parallel. did it. They used a jump wow. cut. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. That's, but this that's, is another parallel between this and the last movie we watched. In oh, Stuck between, in the Suburbs, they have that little kid that's always hiding in the, you know, he's hiding on the back of the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah he can teleport. Essentially, and and he does jump into into like that shirt uh, that's hanging on the door. Has anyone tried that? You'd break the no, hanger. You'd break really the hanger. You, you'd break oh, you the hanger. Abs- well, I, okay. you would you would break the hanger. Would a second grader? I was a big chunky second grader. I'm gonna break your hanger. <laughs> well, well, hold on, because now I really want to experiment with this. Okay, listeners, I know you're out there, and I know some of you have a sibling who is a ten or under, or a niece, or, a ch- or somebody, or yeah. a daughter. Yeah, you know a child or large dog. Uh, please, for our <laughs> sakes, put them inside of a coat that is hanging on a hanger. And just have their head sticking out and let us know if it works. I really, really want to see this. Uh, tag us on Instagram at Disney Channel, Tipsy Panel. Tag us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Um, or just take a picture and call us because we really want to know about it. Um, and if you want that number, I think Ryan has the number. Hashtag child um, or lost dog. Well, actually, no, I don't have the number handy. But I was going to say, if you want me to try it now, I can. Oh, do you have a child <gasps> or small dog? No, but I can uh, sub in for those things. I mean, I know I'm All like right. a, 150 pounds more than a child and a small dog, but I can try. It was a large dog. <laughs> All, right. All right. All six foot. What are you, six foot nine? Uh, yeah, give or take. 
Um, okay, anyway, go for it. Um, here, like here I am giving out the number. Um, so if you have a child or a small dog, call us at 914-863-1613. And uh, here I am trying to jump into a shirt. <laughs> that number again is 516-708-3760. I don't know why you do this. You're going you're gonna to get doxxed, my friend. Guys? <laughs> How, how'd it go, Ryan? Guys? We can't see you, Ryan. Guys? Is he in? I, I, I don't know if that's a guy's did, identity did or a guy's identity. Did you hanger? Where am I? Hello? Oh, shit. Oh, no. We lost Ryan. Oh, he's no. stuck in the hangar, and he's going around on the conveyor belt, and they're going to drop him into the laundry chute. Well, we're going to need a new sound guy. Jared, do you do sound? Actually, don't answer. I'm not a very sound, sound guy. guy. I'm quite unstable. Uh, that's actually very true. All right. <laughs> Oh, what what All else right, is there I about think, uh, this I movie? I mean, the I rap. I feel like we can spend a good ten minutes on the rap. Yeah, let's unpack that rap. Uh, where what is it? We're not quitters. We're the babysitters. Is is that what the the refrain yeah. was? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If she ain't no quitter. She's a babysitter. That's it. Thank you. Uh, if I, anybody is wondering, it is an exact copy of the original scene. So, except instead of blues, it's rap. Um, make of that what you will. Uh, you may say it's more cringy. You may appreciate it more. I don't know. But uh, in eh. the original movie, do they have the two conflicting uh, personality types? No, it's just Elizabeth Shue. She is the only. She's the only baby. She's the solo babysitter having an and adventure. There, and there's three children. Ah. Uh. I I now that you mentioned that they say bitch in the original one, uh, there was definitely an homage to that, or whether it was intentional or not. They did one of those things where it was like, and she's a real witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, it they would did. have I, rhymed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I did appreciate that. Look, white teenage girls rapping is never going to end well. Kind of like erotic as- asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Doesn't end well. I mean, it worked R. for R. David Duchovny. He did come. What are you talking about? You're talking about David Carradine. That's not David Duchovny. Kill Bill. Nice Um, try, Jared. David Duchovny, I self love me. Jesus Christ. Um, Let's, uh, okay, forget that. Let's do the decom F bomb because it's it's a good time to talk about that. Uh, For those of you, ah, that's okay. You're you're good at thinking on the fly. For those of you who don't know, um, if this were a PG 13 movie, you would get to say fuck once. Where would you put it and why? Uh, Personally, I I, I loved the original, um, you know, the original F bomb in Adventures in Babysitting where. Elizabeth Shue just drops don't fuck with the babysitter um so so that was mine um I just don't know where it would have gone I I assume it would have been you know I guess when they like you know threw those the the two bumbling oafs down the laundry chute one of them just maybe the seven-year-old just turned and said don't fuck with the babysitter yeah that's 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 pretty much it but uh also worth noting that the original Adventures of Babysitting was 1987, and they definitely said fuck twice. Um, so I don't know when they made the change that you could only say it once. Hmm. Yeah, they, they made Go it figure. after you came along, Brandon. Yeah, once I noticed it, they said, ah, shit, we got to change it. Yeah, thanks for ruining that for us, Brandon. I'm and sorry. Everyone in the class. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, to tell you the Aren't truth. Aren't you is, sorry because it's the British Columbia? 
Shut the fuck up. Brian's talking. Sorry. That Sorry. was your second DCOM <laughs> F-bomb, Brandon. So Yeah, okay, fine. Then this is a You're 1987 PG-13 movie. There's a lot of places I thought I could go, um, but I don't know. Quite possibly the place where I think it goes best is um, when uh, Tiny and Swordman are trying to get into the gala and... and Eugene, the bouncer, whose name I happen to remember, says, uh, and who are you? Uh, and, and they say, oh, well, we're their uncles. Uh, their parents sent us to pick them up. And, and Eugene would go, yeah, like, fuck, you're their uncles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should have said something like that because he clearly knew, but uh, would have liked well, that, him to very that, clearly. That's the oldest uh, trick in the book, too. I mean, when we were kids, that's what the authorities told us. Like, oh, well, if someone comes along and says that uh, they're your uncle and your parents got into a car accident and, and they got to pick you up, but th- th- don't go with them. As if a child doesn't know who their own uncles are? I don't know. Is is is, is that just me? Do you all know who your uncles are? Yeah, I got Matt and Mark yeah. and, and a few more. Luke. I got Scott and Donnie. I just sent pictures of my skin to my uncle because he's a dermatologist and he tells me what's wrong with my skin. Which one of your uncles is a dermatologist? That's, I know your uncle. That's verified because he showed Dennis. us the pictures. Ah! <laughs> it broke all doctor-patient confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> he gives the pictures and he shows them around. Lovely. Anybody else got a decom F-bomb? I, I got a decom F-bomb for you. Hit me. So, um... Uh, the the parents of I think it was the Rose McGowan girl and uh, the boy who runs away and the little girl who's like the girly girl um, kind of looks like a broke ass John Favreau and the little girl okay. throws glitter at him as he's like you know all suited up and he's like gonna ready to go out of town so she just keeps throwing glitter at him so I just thought at one point when she threw glitter at him he just goes ow my fucking eye. <laughs> and then it's just like maybe 20 minutes of like him like trying to like wash out the glitter from his eyes like all red and just like gross and sweaty yeah i mean They're late for the gala yeah for the he's all he's all glittery for the gala all right i, I got one yeah babysitting rule number three you always put babysitting before fucking <laughs> that's true they don't do that for most of the movie yeah that's a she, rule that they says, all need to know. She says Kid, essentially that. Yeah. Uh, children before uh, fucking. I you never think put a, a boy rhyme. before kids. Because kids can't be boys. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Can't do it. Um, all right. There's John Farrow. There one. he is. I see him. No, you I can't one. say that, Jared. Nobody else, nobody who's listening can see what you see. All right, picture John Favreau, John Favreau in his house. Oh, what's John Favreau doing in your house? Massaging me. Chefing it up. <laughs> Filming an episode of The Chef Show. He's like, do you like Claymation making... intro? And I was like, why are you here? Uh, <laughs> James, what's your decom from? Uh, it's definitely the rap battle. Someone in that crowd would have turned to someone they went to that concert with and went, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because also the, the like funk master flash funk master fresh guy. Who's the, the DJ goes, you know, y'all know how we do it. If you're, it's your first time, like what, if it's your first time there, you have to rap on stage. If you happen That's upon a, the stage, you have to rap on you know, the stage. Yeah. It, it's like fight club. It's true. Yeah, if it's your first time on stage club, you have to stage. 
Yep. <laughs> Ryan Metz um, must yes, have a mine. nice decom F bomb. Oh, I did mine already. already. You weren't paying attention. You were getting massaged by John Favreau. Sorry, I kept hearing fuck in my ear from John Favreau, who was massaging me, so I didn't hear your fuck. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess that, that makes sense. Um, oh, the other thing that we do is the decom, uh, the decom dad hour. Um, however, oh. there's not a lot of dad in this movie, but I still think we need to acknowledge the decom dad It was hour. more of a mom uh, movie. Most certainly. Even the moms. Yeah. The, mom, the parents were just absent. Yeah, they're, they're the there, but they're just kind of doing their, their, their own thing. And every time they're worried, the other parent goes, don't worry. Yeah. All the dads are like, it's fine. Well, actually, well, hold on. Let's talk about that because the John Favreau knockoff dad, he's the one who is saying the whole time, like, oh, I got a weird call from our kids. I think we should go back and make sure they're okay. Uh, and he's the only one who's right that the kids are very much in trouble. But uh, true. Yeah. No, his wife is, you know. She, I, I think she's got a very good point because I think my mom would be the same way. Like, this is my one night out in how long? Who knows? A, a two months, a year, uh, whatever. Uh, this is my one night out, and I couldn't care less what happens as long as they are alive when I get home. That's fair. Yeah. Which they are. Yeah. Um, so I, I would give him a, a I, I would give him a passing grade for caring. Um, and then there's the other dad, uh, the the husband of the honoree. Uh, he dad. doesn't handsome. To, yeah, very handsome. He's just dad. like the eye candy. He's he's just like trophy dad. Yeah, every decom needs a dad who you just see and you're like, mm, and he's that one. Yeah, he's just he's just re- who the parents want to decom f bomb. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I give him an F for that. <laughs> I also there was the moments that might be a dad were some of them were occupied by the cop who is interested in Lola. Mm-hmm. Like, like he has a couple moments where he's like, he knows that what the, what's going on with the kids. And then he's also the one that's like, what were you doing out there? Scalping tickets. Like you could get hurt, which is like, probably not that true, no. but at least he was the one to like stand up and call her out. You know, I would, I would like to see a scenario where, where somebody gets hurt scalping tickets. Oh, you say it's fuck. You want someone to get hurt? Uh, you, you, it's a turn of phrase, my dude. Why would you turn a my, phrase? I, I, I have, I have one experience uh, with scalping tickets, and Jared was there. I was 16 years old, and I got tickets to uh, see Bayside and Four Year Strong for free. It was great. So I'm, I'm all for scalping. I've, that was I've, a bad scalper. Yeah, well, I don't think she was scalping. I think she just had a ticket oh. and was just kind of giving it away. But oh, yeah, so you weren't scalping. No, I was. I was. Well, well, what's what's it called when you're trying to buy from a you're, scalper? You're the scalpy. You, I'm yeah, the scalpy. You're, you're getting scalped. You're getting scalped, baby. Oh, I hate to get scalped, but in this case, I liked it. I got scalped a few times. It all worked out in my favor. I never got hurt, but that's because I'm six ten and three hundred and forty pounds. Scalps are my favorite seafood. I love getting them at sushi restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what do you got in your notes? Is there anything else to say about this movie? Um, the quotes just, in this movie, not bad. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. good. Uh, I said um, that. Would someone bring me something innovative? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring up the little kid cooking. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that yet. So I the love Jet kid. Jorgensen's character. Yeah, Jet Jorgenmeister. Uh, he's, he's a little, he's a little um, Gordon Ramsay mixed with a little Bobby Flay. 
and he uh, he he shows up in a kitchen uh, where uh, two Frenchmen are fighting over food. And ga- hold on, I, I I just need to say this: is it still a trope that French people are the cooks? Have like, you seen a, Ratatouille, a- or have you not yeah. seen Ratatouille? Well, Rat- Ratatouille is like almost seventeen years old now. It's it's from like two thousand. Oh, Statistically, Ratatouille, from, just knowing how uh, long crazy. rats live, is dead. Ratatouille is dead now. I don't know. I mean, long dead. The, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't really know what the, what the, the, I guess that is the, the cook stereotype. Um, I don't know. In my experience as a New Yorker, all of the cooks are Latino and they're all excellent cooks. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a French cook ever in my experience life. in Texas is the same. Yeah. So I, wh- where does this trope come from? It's, it's totally, it's white nonsense. And I'm the not olden days. That's where it comes from. It comes from the I love Lucy episode where, Lucy insults the chef by asking for ketchup on her escargot. <laughs> I guess all tropes come from <laughs> I Love Lucy, don't they? Um, there were a lot of good signs in this movie. Like when they get to the city, there's um, burritos, which was great. <laughs> there was Peaceful Inn, which and was And awesome. Angels. Oh, that, yeah. It just said Angels. Amazing. Um, and then there was oh there was another really good one too. Um Hold on, Wait, Burritos you... Angels was this Los Angeles? Ooh, it might have been the city during, of burritos. During the rollerblade chase, um there was a sign that just said money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sign me up. Yeah. But hold on because <laughs> the we story. haven't even we haven't really talked about the the chef scene yet that that Brandon pointed out. Um well Brandon, what happens in the chef scene? Um, the little boy, he's quite interested in food, w- stumbles into the chef scene, sees things are out of place, not being innovative, so he decides to take control, even though he stands at three foot tall, because he's like nine. <laughs> and then he proceeds to lick all the mint and create a very <laughs> new ice cream sundae, including, at the top of this episode, we mentioned it, Nori. Yes. Uh, no one has ever he, heard of chocolate with salt before. It is the newest thing that is sweeping the nation. Guys, and what is nori for uh, people who aren't coastal elites? Uh, seaweed. Dried seaweed uh, paper? Yeah. I mean, dried it's just, yeah. just dried seaweed, yeah, right? Yeah, paper. It's just dried seaweed, yeah. 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 I'm just trying to think of how it like comes. Um, it, it you ever t- had a sushi it sandwich? Like, it tastes like the sea and salt. Yeah. You ever had a sushi sandwich? It's the seaweed paper. Uh, anyway, that's about it. Something I wrote down uh, was that um, she dro- they dropped the mic during the rap battle. And from experience, they don't like it when you do that. They, I, <laughs> I almost got kicked out of a karaoke bar for doing that. They, they don't like it when you drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. It's bad for equipment. Oh, I was there for that. Mm-hmm. Jared, yeah, well, what, is your, what is your karaoke song? Ah... Uh, Honestly, if I, if probably I just like said right now, a chumba wumba. Oh, thumb okay. Thumping. Tub thumping. Tub thumping chumba wumba. That's a good one. I like What's that. What's yours, Brandon? Footloose, Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, there's yeah, a lot of fun. There's a lot of whispering ADR in this movie. Like there are like a few times where it's like, what? Like, and usually the lines don't matter. They're just like very like accessory. And it's like, it's just whispering ADR over a shot of no people. Wait, do you mean ASMR? ASMR, ASMR, ASMR. This is the ASMR podcast. 
Tis podcast tipsy battle on Assalamualaikum podcast. We do a whole segment where we whisper ASMR about sausages. I, I had another funny moment, and that was when Lola was trying to scalp the tickets, and she goes up to the uh, security guard at the venue. <laughs> I, I laugh my ass off at this. I actually had to roll it back a few times. The guy says ticket like a robot and his voice is doubled. It's oh, like weird. an <laughs> echoey robot sounding voice. You guys should all go back and look for it. I laugh my fucking ass off. The guy's just like ticket. I will. Um, I, I got to say, though, Sophia Carson did a pretty good job of like scalping the tickets where she's just standing there like, hey. Trying to go see the show, ticket, hundred bucks. Like that's that that was perfect. I, I I get the impression that Sophia Carson would be fun to hang out with. Um, you should. Does ask nobody her to hang agree? Out. No new friends. You in ask her to hang out. Yeah, what is she gonna do? Go to your house? She's already. God, you're selfish. She, she yeah. I, I I she she seems down to earth, and I I, I think she would be interesting. But, Sabrina but, Carpenter, not so much. But. Hold on, Brandon, because she sang at the uh, Capitol Fourth of July in 2017, and you know who the president was in 2017, right? So you know what that might mean about Sophia Carson, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, she tr- she sang for Hillary move? Clinton. I, I would assume. I mean, any anyone who is a teenager or young adult is doing a career move if they are in entertainment. Like the or, things you do then matter, but in their eyes, it's you know, money and power. Or she wants to make America great again. I don't know. Why don't you ask her? Was it Incubus that sang? I am not making any assumptions. Was it Incubus the band that sang at Trump's inauguration? Or is that Three Doors Down? Oh, it was three. Oh, doors Imagine down. Dragons. Three doors no, it was not Imagine Dragons. Yeah, Imagine Dragons. No, they. Yeah, because Trump is radioactive. <laughs> totally unrelated, but you know that Trapped is a mega band. Oh now? yeah, dude. I yes. I want to talk to everybody about Trapped and their presence on Twitter because <laughs> the the lead singer is absolutely unhinged, and I love it so much. He just he cannot back off when somebody approaches him on Twitter. He even tweeted sometime in April saying something like, just so you all know, unless you're verified, I'm going to ignore you. So bye haters. And then within hours, he was already replying to people who just like said, Hey, you suck. He's, like he can't help himself. He's going to trash this podcast because his ears are ringing. Yeah. He, he's burning. headstrong to take on anyone. Listeners, stay tuned after the jump for the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel Trapped Hour, where we trash the singer of Trapped. Yeah, you're circling trapped in this circling podcast. Circling your, circling your head. Yeah, I only know one song by Trapped, but you know what? That's one too many. Um, there was a line I really liked where they find the kid who ran away to go to the 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 concert, the Psychic Rockets concert at the pizza place, the one pizza place in the city. Um. And Mario's, like, yeah, Mario's. It's a me, Mario's Pizza. It's a me, a Mario Pizza. It, it is. It is in fact me, Mr. Mario. And one of the kids says, "Oh, you have a babysitter? I want a babysitter. She's hot." Oh, I know. I liked it. That. that was a funny that. line. I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed well, myself. The, there's a very clear line as a child, or like for a uh, th- for a boy, where. At about like nine or ten, you're like, I don't need a babysitter. I'm old enough to be on my own. But then puberty kicks in and you're like, yeah, 
I, I'm fine with the babysitter. That's cool by me because every teen boy thinks they have a shot with the babysitter. I like your spaghetti strap, babysitter. <laughs> hey, you want to come play Minecraft? <laughs> what else do we have here? Anything interesting? The movie ending is dumb. They become friends. You know that they become friends. And it's a it, Disney Channel movie. I don't have to tell you that. It's also dumb because it just the resolution is like, that was the best night of our lives. And it was just a real feel good moment. And oh, and nobody gets in trouble. Yeah, no, they clean everything. They clean up a fire. They clean up a dog. They clean they up clean a the washing car. machine. They clean the car. That drove me crazy. Yeah, terrible. Like, shouldn't yeah. Lola was pretty... be in trouble because she didn't like the fire alarm went off and they said, why didn't you answer the phone? Like we were calling like the alarm was off. She doesn't have her. They don't bring it up and she doesn't have a response to it. Like she she did a bad job. Like, yeah, like that alone. I'm should be like, that... oh, you're like a you're bad at this. We shouldn't have trusted you. I'm not that mm. good at cleaning, and that's all I fucking do as an adult is clean my apartment mm. and clean and and clean. You should babysit five kids. It'll take ten minutes. I hey, would... I have done that before, and let me tell you, it doesn't take five minutes. I'd rather hang out at Abu Ghraib. <laughs> yeah, I guess the babysitting. <laughs> you got a, a lot of Abu Ghraib tonight, Ryan. Is everything okay? Mmm. I realize that the babysitting industry is totally done during quarantine, right? Like no babysitters. Yeah, people can't no, really go anywhere. Because I, I've done a lot of babysitting in my in my teen years, and uh, it's a great job. Like I I've never had a bad babysitting experience. You get paid like if you're in the suburbs, you get paid well, and uh, it's it's just you know a Thursday or Friday or Saturday night. If you don't go out, you make like a hundred bucks. It's cool. This suburb, by the way, seemed very nice. Oh, yeah. Their houses oh, yeah. were awesome. Mm-hmm. Their nondescript SUV. Yep. Oh, yeah, where they specifically took out the label, the logo. Yeah. You don't get to know that it's It can't a even catalog. drive over a puddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we usually get the upper middle class suburbs, but these are like the upper class suburbs. Definitely. They're yeah, going absolutely. to galas like they're... Yeah, up there. This is white privileged city. I mean, the mom lets her daughter wear the one of a kind of earrings just for fun. And then when she won't take them off, she gets mad. But she lets the girl wear diamonds. I mean, uh, I don't know if she lets her wear diamonds. I think she snuck them on. Well, I mean, she could have taken them off. She is her mother. She did tell her, though, that she wasn't allowed in the jewelry drawer when she was getting Lola. You're right. Lola was a babysitter for them. Yeah. Yeah. Lola. She was Bunny. giving her instructions. She was like, she's not allowed in my jewelry drawer. Oh, she was in Space Jam. That's where I know her right, from. Right, Lola Bunny. Exactly. Yep, Lola That's Bunny. why you recognize her. Yeah, I recognize her from Space Jam. Yep. Um, actually, guys, we haven't even talked about my favorite moment in the movie because it comes after the credits. Uh, so in the uh, after, <laughs> you know, the final moment of the movie, we get a shot of all of the, the kids what looking at photos of them throughout the night because uh lola was taking pictures of everybody as all of these hijinks were going on and my favorite moment uh the little roller derby girl huh. is looking at the pictures on like a tablet now you can tell that they told the kids like oh just look nostalgic because the photos were added onto the screen after you can't just shoot from you can't just shoot of a uh, shot of them looking at the screen. You're going to have to add the picture that they're looking at in, in post. 
So they told this kid, oh, just look nostalgic. But a, a child doesn't know what nostalgic means. They haven't lived long enough for that. <laughs> so she's just sitting there looking at a blank tablet and they cut to her face and she just goes, ha, wow. <laughs> Great moment. Ha, wow. Are there any final thoughts before we rate this movie? Uh, Lola says no means time. no at one point. Good. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. That's, <laughs> Thanks, that's, that's, a, that's a good message to get across. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's, that's it. I looked at my notes. That's everything. I think it's time we rate this movie. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, our rating system is very simple. You give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down. That's pretty much it. And that could be based on whatever you want. So, uh, I'm not going first. Somebody take it away. I got it. Okay. Uh, this movie hits all the tropes. Um, really predictable like i wrote early on in my notes basically everything happens and it kind of does the only thing i didn't predict was that jenny would give up the photography internship i thought they were both gonna get it <laughs> i thought that too oh yeah uh, i absolutely did as well yeah yeah so i was like okay that's good um honestly maybe it's because they tried to do something special for the hundredth one like it was we said already it was shot well there were funny lines in it of uh, su- i'm just as surprised as anyone thumbs up for me Oh wow. my God! Wow! Wow! I don't know why. Huh. It, there's nothing about it on paper would resonate with me, but in practice, I, it, thumbs up. Oh, that's great! I love it. <sighs> well, I'll go. Uh, yeah, go, Brennan. Um, I'm gonna have to echo off James and say this feels like a hundred little movies in one. Every scene kind of has its own struggle and resolution in it. And I feel like Adventures in Babysitting 2016 is going to be to kids in 10 years what Brink and um, Luck of the Irish and all those other classic ones that we, you know, being like growing up in the early aughts were. I think this is going to be an instant classic for some people. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. Wow. I'm also gonna Ryan. You want Ryan? You oh, want to? Oh, okay. No, never mind. Jared, go, go, go. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say like I don't know. Just compared to like the others, like this at least it was a coherent movie. Like it wasn't. You know, I mean, it wasn't. I wouldn't probably wouldn't watch it again. But like I laughed. I like followed along with the plot. Like it wasn't. The plot wasn't convoluted. Like you know, every scene led to the next scene. Like. There wasn't like pointless scenes. Like, yeah, I, I, I'd give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed myself more than I have watching other movies of this variety. Wow. Okay. Wow. We got We're already at a majority. Yeah, three thumbs up so far. Ryan, you wanna you wanna go next? I'm gonna give this movie a thumbs up. Oh wow! Wow! It just you know I I normally hate all these movies uh, and. You know, like Jared said, and as I've said in the past, I certainly would not watch it again, but um, the hijinks and Sue trope worked for a change, and it was just fun, and it was stupid, and it was silly. Good auxiliary characters like Tiny and the Slasher. Um, <laughs> Scalper. You know, lo- lots of funny things happened. Uh, yeah, it was it was a thumbs up. It was entertaining. Good, good, good characters. I, I think that's really what did it for me. But my brain is broken at this point. So Oh, all of our brains are true. broken. That's Take not a justification a for anything. It's a quarantine bomb. No, what do you think? Oh, yeah, exactly. now it's down to me. I'm the last vote. 
Oh, stop. You're going to give it a thumbs up. You always the pa- like these. The Paula Abdul of the group is last, and it's all thumbs up. What's going to happen? No, I'm giving it a thumbs down. I know. It's so weird. I'm giving it a thumbs down. <laughs> About wow. 30 minutes into this movie, I was so tired of watching this movie. Like, I get it. It's a Disney movie and hijinks ensue. Sure, I, I understand it. I... I I didn't remember who any of the kids were. I didn't know their names. I didn't know who they were. It was just scene to scene of just things happening. And I feel like so many other Disney Channel movies have done this and at least like, you know, kept my attention, made me interested in what actually happens from scene to scene. And, and this one didn't do it for me. Um, I respect that they clearly put a lot into this movie. Um, I think Sophia Carson did really well. I think Sabrina Carpenter did okay. Um, but uh, this this one just wasn't for me. I don't know. Um, Dude, the things get that out I, of here. No, I'm just serious. Literally, no, no, no. Literally, just get out of here. Like this is our podcast now. You're banned. This might be no, the you first time we've that. had this result. Excuse me, excuse me. You are the one who always has the controversial opinions, and I have never kicked you out, partially because you have the equipment, and I do appreciate that. But I would never do that, regardless. <laughs> also, right. Brandon started the Zoom chat, so if he leaves, <sighs> the podcast is over. That's true. Hey, you guys, have you guys week. ever watched uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? No, but uh, Sophia Carson does kind of look just like, uh, what's her name? Kristen Ritter. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, yeah. And, the, and the two blondes look similar. And their personalities She's also Heroin Jane in uh, Breaking Bad. Brandon, I'm throwing you a bone by changing the subject here. <laughs> no, it's okay. Please, everybody, bring it on. Get, I, I thrive off of your hate. Please, this is actually really interesting. I think this is the only time ever in Disney Channel Tipsy Panel history where I have given thumbs down to a movie that everybody else has given a thumbs up and I am reveling in it. This is I think we're just worn down. (laughs) Maybe this is the 41st (laughs) time we've done this. And this is like uh, an unassisted triple play. Am I right? You know, yeah. it's the rarest feat in Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. So <laughs> kudos to you, Brandon. You um, are entitled you to You finally opinion. won. I, I I guess I did. I don't know. Did I win? Because I didn't like the movie. No. There are no, other movies with where hijinks ensue, and I'm down with it. Like Suzy Q. Hijinks ensue. The whole movie is just hijinks ensue, and, and I was down with it. Um, I don't know. This one just just wasn't the, the hijinks ensue movie for me. There are definitely moments I liked. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I can't think of them off the top of my head. So I guess that's why I'm giving what movie down. doesn't have hijinks though. Like in general, none of them, none of them. The, the, the movies um, are actually, you know what? Full court miracle does not have hijinks. You mean full court in miracle? General? No, in general, full court miracle has a plot. It has character developments and that is the movie, which is what most movies are. Um, but yeah, Shin- I'd say about Schindler's 90%. List. Yeah, I was gonna say like Schindler's List. Like, there's still hijinks. No, it's hijinks. It's it's. There's no. It's hijinks Nazi hijinks. <laughs> Tiger Town has no hijinks. The yeah, pianist. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the fair. pianist is hijinks. Oh, the fer- a ferret played piano at one point in this movie. It was fun. That's hijinks. It's just hijinks. Um, I don't know. Guys, if you uh, listeners, if you disagree with me, uh, I would love to hear from you. Change my mind. Uh, we're on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We're on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Uh, or call Ryan and he'll just relay oh, the message to me. Two names I yeah. liked in the credits were 
Roth Rogers and the something called the American Humane Society. That was it's a funny name. <laughs> also, okay, wait, here, here's something to clarify. So in the credits, you know, they usually say no animals were harmed in the making of this film. This one just said no animals were harmed. Nothing about the making of this film. <laughs> Ever. No, no animals were harmed in post-production hmm. specifically. Production is different. <laughs> yeah, they spray-painted a dog or a ferret, and then they covered a dog in spaghetti sauce. Hit us up. I didn't get any other good credits names. I had a, a couple. Um, uh, Ken Rempel is a decent name. He was in the art <laughs> department. Uh, the key grip was Tony Whiteside. I just kind of liked Whiteside. He's Mr. I don't know Whiteside. Where that comes from? <laughs> yeah, he's coming out of his cage. He's doing just fine. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much done here. Um, I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, we do this for you guys. No, we do this for us, but you guys make it uh, a little better. Um, this is the time where we let our uh, uninvited guests do plugs. Uh, so Jared, you got any plugs? Uh. Yeah, uh, look up uh, Simpsons Live on YouTube to find oh, yeah. the fun sketch that Brandon and I made. We actually did do that, yeah. yes. If anybody is interested, Jared and I made a we made a, a video about pursuing your dreams during quarantine, and those dreams uh, are all just the Simpsons. Uh, we had a lot of fun making it. Uh, you might have fun watching it. Who knows? Ho ho! But this that's my Simpsons. Yeah, this is a good time. Nelson. This is a good time to shout out uh, my wife, Kate, and uh, Jared's partner, Carissa, because they both had to put up with us making it. But yeah, that's uh, wow. pretty much give, everything. Who give, else is Give plus? it up for the tipsy panel girlfriends and wives. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the wives and girlfriends. Uh, oh, wait, no, uh, the wags. That's what it's called, the yeah. wags. The wags. The wags. <laughs> I want to plug the best uh, tipsy panel partner, uh, Alex Trimes, is mustache. Mm-hmm. Give it up. Yeah, he's the best girlfriend of the tipsy panel. Well, he's the <laughs> wife and his mustache is the girlfriend. Actually, wait, no, very important. He 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 graduated school. He is now uh, a lawyer man. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for a lawyer man. I think I am looking for a lawyer because uh, Lori Metcalf's uh, people have not stopped contacting me ever since <laughs> I called her out. So, uh, yeah, I really need some representation. Uh, I'm going to be reaching out to him very soon. He's a Texas cool. lawman now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hit us up on all of the social media platforms that I already mentioned. And uh, tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. Kisses. One more kisses. Call me 914-863-1613. Bye. Hey, you weren't even invited here. You can't mock me. That's true. Zoom bomber. Obama. Obama. I want to plug Obama Gate. Good job, Jared. Thank you. Thank Jared. Yeah, Jared. Right, you're very nice, Jared. You need to stop recording now. Yeah, I'll 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 stop. Stop. I stop too. Yeah, we might as well all stop.